Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, 100% reason to remember the name. He doesn't need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, Feels so unlike everybody else alone In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know But no, he knows the code It's not about the salary It's all about reality and making some noise Making a story Making sure his click stays up That means when he puts it down Talks picking it up Let's go Anyway, he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds Skill of an artist 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames and I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verse? Let's do this the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard from with that Fire and Mike got him out the dryer. He's hot. Find him in Fort Minor with top. But a fucking nihilist porcupine. He's a he's a the type women wanna be with. And rappers hope he gets eight years in the making, patiently waiting to blow. Now the record with your notice taking over the globe. He's got a partner in crime. This is equally dope. You won't believe the kind of that comes out of this kid's throat. He's not your everyday on the block. He knows how to work with wood. He's got making his way to the top. He don't think it's a common on his name. People keep asking him, was it? Giving that birth of this stand for an act for him. No, he's living proof. Let him rock in the booth. He'll get you buzzing quicker than a shot of vodka with juice. juice. Him and this crew are known around as one of the best. Dedicated to what they do and get 100%. Nobody really knows how or why he works so hard It seems like he's never got time Because he writes every note and he writes every line And I've seen him at work when that light goes on in his mind Alright, welcome in, it's 10.08 What a beautiful Thursday, thanks for being with us The Wizard is here, Wes is here, I am here I'm Justin, by the way uh, Thanks for tuning in today And if you just left it on for the morning show, we'll take you to Another day and another spring game in the SEC Network, Wes. There's an observation. Three days in a row now we've had SEC teams playing in the uh, their spring game. State, how come Marcus, Georgia, yeah, Ole Miss. Yeah, how come we didn't get Arkansas in there at all? I don't know, but that Mississippi State field looked horrendous. I don't know what the story was, but it was dead in the middle where they had been running around. I mean, it was like dirt. You look up at the Ole Miss field, it looks perfect. Sanders must do the Ole Miss field. The competition does the Mississippi State field. Probably true. It's very good. Um, all right, we got a busy day today. I'm excited about our guest that West lined up 10:30 today. We're going to talk to Matt Hobbs, who has been. He probably feels like a one-legged guy in a butt-kicking contest right about now. He has been uh, every turn. It's like, oh, here you go. Here's Tiger back. Oh, sorry, you can't have Dylan Carter anymore. Uh, it has been a tough deal, but man, they're piecing it together awfully well and. You know, it's not just availability. It's the way that they're mixing and matching. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I mean, you kind of have that standard first day. It's been your, what do you call them? Hunter Hagen? Hunter Hagen. The Hunter Hagen combo meal? Yes. Um, but other than that, you know, it's kind of been a crapshoot. So I'm really curious to see what his approach is now as Tiger gets healthier. And I know they're going to try to add maybe another inning or bless you, a few more pitches to his uh, effort this weekend. And and then I don't know what their plan is going forward. We'll see. But, um, you know, certainly the challenge is upon them. And if they make it to Omaha, I think it's safe to say this would be the best job they've ever done. Yeah. The, the thing that scares me is uh, the first weekend. Don't you be neg- Don't you be negative. Well, I'm just going to say they don't have enough pitching. I mean, Ben Horn just told us on Friday, on Tuesday, they don't have enough midweek pitching right now. So what happens if they get into a regional and have to go to four games or five? What oh, if they God don't lose? God forbid if they go to five games. What if they don't lose? 
that's the key for this. Honestly, the key for them, they need to, to this, at least in the regional, go one, two, three. Yeah, I don't agree. I'm sorry I don't, because they, they can outscore people. When Wagner comes well, back, if okay, Wagner's no, back and healthy, right. that lineup is sick, and they may have to win a game 13-12. No, like they did against Oklahoma State. Right. You're, you're exactly right. So I shouldn't say they can't win a regional if they have to play four or five games. But it's more important than usual. Yes. I'll give you that, yes. for sure. There we go. We'll meet in the middle. They just don't have that fourth starter, or heck, it's a reliable you know, bullpen for a fourth game. You can't ask it, because it wouldn't be fair and a coach is never going to throw guys under the bus. But I would love to know, like, what is the number of guys you feel good about? Yeah. Like, there are guys you're going to have to put in at some point yeah. you don't feel great about. But how many guys do you feel great about putting in there? I think it changes every game. That's probably I mean, too. a week ago, would you feel good about Zach Morris going in? No. But I feel better now after two consecutive good outings. Uh, a week ago... Ben Bybee, and I would have felt good about putting Ben Bybee in, but right now I don't feel good about true. Ben Bybee because it's been. How about uh, the the uh, the guy who's closed the game against A and M and started Tuesday? Coyle, Parker Coyle. I mean, he came in to close the game. I'm like, what's going on here? Closed it out, got the save, got the start Tuesday, pitched two almost perfect innings. Now all of a sudden. I feel good about Parker Coyle and being one of the guys. But, again, who are your consistent guys? I feel really good about Tigert if the form continues. Mm-hmm. Obviously, number one is, is Hagen Smith. Um, do you feel good about Holland? Uh, I think he's going to get some rest this week. That came out of the press conference Tuesday night. Uh, coach was asked, will Hunter Holland start Friday night, or is there a possibility you push his start back a day to Saturday, maybe Sunday, give him an extra day rest? Because the theory was, when we watched him pitch last Thursday, his velocity was down, he just didn't look right, mm-hmm. and they felt like maybe his arm's getting tired and he needs some rest. So instead of giving him a whole weekend off, they may just push him back a day or two to give him an extra day of rest. So that was something, and, and maybe Coach Hobbs will, is ready to discuss who's going to be the, the starting pitcher tomorrow night and what they're going to Hilarious. I'll <laughs> uh, we'll call Bubba, too, and ask him. Yeah, exactly right. But, uh, I'm gonna so ask that's him, a possibility. That, who do you feel great about? That's what I'm asking. Who do you feel great about? Give me three, four guys. Do you mm-hmm. have four guys? Yeah. Okay. Hagen Smith, no doubt. I just said that. Yeah. And Tiger. Who else? Who are the other two? I, I think Hunter Holland's still in that ca- category. And is Will McIntyre still? The way he pitched out of the bullpen, yes. Okay. Yeah, and that's another theory that you they got somebody think he you feel is, great about. Christian's like, nah, I don't like any of them. He's better. Oh, and you're forgetting uh, our boy out of Batesville, uh, Gage. Gage Woods. Gage well. Wood. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel really good about him. Okay. All right, I'm with you. All right, fine. Good. We'll see what Coach Hobbs says. Anyway, we got Nancy Holtis coming up. It is the last Thursday of the year. For live racing at Oaklawn is the last week of live racing at Oaklawn, and Nancy will join us at 10:45 today. She'll be on with us tomorrow to wrap up our visits with her. Thanks to Sam's Pizza Pub down in Hot Springs at 10:30 as we broadcast live from Elia's Mexican Grill tomorrow for Cinco de Mayo. Barrett's lead 11:30 today. We'll talk about the NFL draft, whatever else you guys want to get into, spring football, movement, whatever. Uh, Dina's coming up from Celebrity Attractions. We will talk to her about. The Robinson lineup this year, oh which is good. Have you seen that? I have. It's awesome. And then uh, Trey Williams is in in the 12 o'clock hour from uh, Tour to Rock. It is a car tie benefit, and they ride bikes. And we're going to talk to him about that. So there you go. Don't forget the benefit tonight over in North Little Rock, Dickie Stevens Park. It is a spectacular evening to sit back and eat crawfish. And you can still buy tickets. And uh, the Hat Club is putting this on. And you can buy tickets to the door. They're hundred bucks now because I think it was a I, I think the buy in advance ended yesterday, but they were eighty bucks and they're a hundred today. But look, it's for a great cause. You can eat as much crawfish, drink cold beer, and you got not only entertainment from a comedian, but you get Rodney Block. And I mean, if you just gave me beer and Rodney Block, I'd probably be happy to pay eighty bucks. If you just gave me crawfish and a comedian, I'd probably be happy to pay eighty bucks. But I'm getting all four things. Crawfish, Rodney, comedian, beer. Good night. Pretty excited about it. Anyway, uh, snatch up your tickets, help out UAMS, and also Valonia Pathways Academy is a secondary beneficiary tonight. Uh, Buzzbecue is also a week from Saturday, so if you have not gotten your tickets yet, you can do that online at buzzbecue.com. Uh, we have sold out all of our teams, and want to remind everybody that tickets are 10 bucks. 
and eight and under are free. So we're hoping to see a lot of you out there. Got to thank our friends at Double B's for presenting Buzzbecue this year. We got a lot of other great sponsors, including Tito's, Handmade Vodka, Michelob Ultra, Gravely, Oaklawn, Mosquito Joe's, Hogs Meat Market, Fence Brokers, who also is sponsoring Chase Borfin. Mm-hmm. And Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. So we got some great folks who are helping us put this on, and it will be a great time. Slim Chickens has come on, and they are our grand champion sponsor. So the big grand champion mm-hmm. trophies will uh, have Slim Chickens logo on there. So we appreciate them sponsoring that. All right, so what else we got today? We're going to talk a little bit. Got a couple of NFL stories. We've got, oh, you saw the news this morning. Hunter Dickinson to Kansas. Not a surprise to anybody, I don't think. Mm-hmm. We assume Arkansas is still in the running for... The North Dakota State kid? Yep. I, I don't know if they're in the running. I know they've reached out. Okay. Is he coming to visit? Has he said that? Has he indicated that? No, that. I don't think no. so. And we haven't heard any updates on the Texas transfer or the Texas Ron decommit. Holland. No, no, no. Yeah. Not to be confused with Hunter Holland. No. Hunter Holland. Uh, no. I, and when I saw that Dickinson was going to commit last night, he thanked the Michigan fans and said he was going to commit today. I was like, oh, he hasn't even visited. Yeah. Not that that's a. I have to visit, you know, but he did go on four other visits. And I so, think he went to Georgetown, Virginia, and he did go to Kansas. He did go to Kansas, so I was like, well, that, he, they're out. So that was disappointing. That's fine. Not I even to be in the I didn't feel great about him getting him anyway. Yeah. I'm sure, look, Kansas, That's a, it's a basketball school. I'm sure. sure their NIL pot's got to be significant. No, and that was the word that they had gone all in uh, on him. That was their priority, and when they make it priority for NIL, they're going to... Break the bank, as they say. Speaking of Kansas, I've been meaning to bring this up for the last couple of days. You guys see the story? You know, we talk about growing the game, and we've seen it with professional football for sure. They've been doing a good job of going over to England, or I don't know if you call it a good job. They've been making an effort to go to England and Mexico City and Germany now, too. Uh, baseball, they're playing out of this country a little bit, too. They're doing a couple games, maybe. Maybe Mexico, Mexico City. City. That's what I'm and thinking. the World Games have done a really good job. Well, but I'm talking about like major professional. Major but I mean, I don't college. Know why they don't play in Japan more often. Japan loves baseball. It's a long haul, but yeah, it's a good idea. Well, they started the season there a couple of years they ago. They had before, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 announced that they are entering into a multi year agreement to play regular season football and men's basketball games in Mexico beginning in 2024. Monterey for football, Mexico City for men's basketball, have been identified as potential host cities. Hmm. Kansas and Houston have been targeted as a potential preferred matchup for Mexico City, but no dates or teams have been finalized. This is according to Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. The Big 12 commissioner has been inspired by the international success of MLB, NFL, and NBA, all of which have played in games in Mexico. Okay, well, I didn't notice that the NBA had gone down there. There's a 53,000-seat stadium in Monterey which is their target for football games. Um, I don't get it. It's it's hard for us to get it because you came from a place where, well, college is all about the alum. It's, it's, that's who goes to game. It's the students and the alum. And then there are the fans from the state, you know, that feel that connection, like in Arkansas. Not everybody that's a Razorback fan went to the University of Arkansas. Majority. But I... Th- that's why it's so weird. In the SEC, you don't have to do that because you do have that fan base, that passionate fan base. So many alum, so many others that just love that school because that's where they're, that's the one they re, they relate to. Big Twelve is just different, I guess. That they they're having to grasp and find some a uh, fan base. No, no, I don't think that's it. I don't. That's a that's a. I don't want to be ugly to you because I love you. Well, no, that's a strange take. Texas and OU are gone. Don't count them. Look who's coming in and who's left. Their attendance numbers are going to. Dwindle. They're not selling out stadiums. Uh, I still don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand the connection. You're not. You're not. What? What is the point of having fans in Mexico City of the Big Twelve? What difference does it make? You're not getting eyeballs. You're not getting attendees to games. What difference does it make? I don't understand it. I also I, don't think college is nearly as big of a draw as professional sports would be overseas. Anyway, a hundred percent agree. I don't get it at all. It does not make any sense to me whatsoever. I don't understand it. It seems like a big pain in the butt for no reason and no benefit. Mike, they play that Ireland game, don't they? Haven't they played that yeah, a few times? Yeah, remember Northwestern played over there. Yeah, but that yeah. wasn't a Big 12 thing. It was just a no. Notre Dame. They want Notre Dame. They want probably a Catholic school. Maybe get BC over there. I don't know. Notre Dame's a big draw worldwide, I'm sure. I don't know. I just, I, It's the weirdest. That was one of the weirder things I've seen come out this year. Maybe Barrett Salee's got an answer. Yeah, I'll ask that's him a good that. one. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm grasping I appreciate for you reaching. You were trying. Yeah. At least you had a theory. I'm trying. More than I got. 
I'm just like, nah, that ain't it. Well, what is it? I don't know. I can't figure it out. I can't understand it. Um, how about this? Three Division One golf teams in the state of Arkansas going to the NCAAs. And we got the announcement yesterday on where everybody is headed. Um, it will be Arkansas as a sixth seed going to Salem, South Carolina. The Cliffs at Kiwi Falls, hosted by Clemson. Sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. North Carolina is the one seed in that region, by the way. Uh, the University of Arkansas Little Rock, out of the Ohio Valley, is going to Eagle Eye Golf Club in Bath, Michigan. Can't say I've ever heard of Bath, mm-hmm. Michigan. Wes? No. I just said last on the sports they were going to Michigan, because I don't think anybody knows, except for Pigskin and a couple other people, where Bath, Michigan is and doesn't really matter. Michigan State is the host school. They are a 10 seed. Little Rock is a 9 seed. The 1 seed is Illinois, out of the Big Ten Conference, and Florida is the 2 seed followed by Texas and Oregon. So I'm guessing that Little Rock got a pretty tough draw. Um, although I'm sure that all of these regions have really good teams. The UAPB Golden Lions have a relatively short trip for them. They're going to Oklahoma, to Norman, to Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club, hosted by Oklahoma, which is the two seed behind Texas Tech, which is the one seed. Alabama's the three seed. Ole Miss is in that region as well. LSU also and uh, UAPB is the 14 seed in a 14-team bracket. And then there's also individuals in here, too, but I just wanted to point out the, uh, the for the teams. There are individuals who are invited that did not have their teams make it to the tournament. Texas, the defending champion, mm-hmm. claimed its fourth championship last year, beating Arizona State 3-2 in the title match at Greyhawk Golf Club. So good luck to all those folks. And this is the 26th. Through the 31st. So we got a little bit of time here um, yet. But it was announced. So I wanted to make sure we got that out there. And I'm excited for all the teams that are represented. Can we touch yeah, on... Yeah, we went down to UAPB yesterday. And that was Did the, you? Yeah, oh, good. That was the first time they've ever won the SWAC tournament. So this is the first time they've ever been to the NCAA men's golf tournament. My buddy was telling me... He's friends with Brad Martin, and Brad was telling him, their number one golfer, and I think a lot of their team, and you know this probably by being down there, they've got a lot of internationals. Yes. And that's not atypical. A lot no. of schools have that. But their number one guy has an interesting story. I want to say, I may be crazy. I think the story was like his dad was a golf pro or something, maybe back where he's from, maybe from, I don't want to guess. Anyway, it's a cool story. Their number one golfer's got a cool story, too. Anyway, it's a cool deal. No, no doubt. They were very uh, excited, and that's been a goal. They, they used to be, uh, the golf program was just taking guys off of the uh, baseball team and football team who wanted to go play golf, and they made a uh, priority. Look, you put a priority on something, and you want to you wanna win, look what happens. And that's what, exactly what they did. They went out and started recruiting and getting real golfers to play in tournaments, and all of a sudden, they're winning uh, the SWAC tournament and going to the tournament. So, I mean, to me, that's... You, you put your money where your mouth is, and they did that, and they went out and recruited and got some golfers, and look at them now. So I'm happy for them. Uh, we got some news from the NFL. I didn't announce this yesterday. I meant to, but the Super Bowl was the most watched U.S. telecast ever. You guys are going to have to help me. I can't believe that in this day of fragmented watching and, and, and viewing, I don't understand how that could be possible. But it was a great game. It drew an average of 115.1 million viewers across all platforms, nearly 2 million more than Nielsen's previous announcement. So they've, I guess, reconfigured the numbers, and that's what they've come up with. But I don't know how Nielsen works anyway. The point is, pretty darn popular game. And it turned out to be, obviously, a great game with the Chiefs come back and winning by three. But that was pretty cool to see. Not surprising. Mm -hmm. The NFL is the most popular. Uh, In other news, did you guys see that uh, Jackson Mahomes... Has been charged. Yes. I had actually written that down for tomorrow to give him a uh, chump. Yeah, this is, listen, I know this is not the Christian take on this because you're not supposed to celebrate another man's fall, but this idiot had it, uh, it was going to happen at some point. He was going to misstep because he's uh, an entitled idiot, and that's what happens. And uh, frankly, hope enough to hear from him for a while. So. He's got a $100,000 bond. He's out on, on bond now. Aggravated sexual battery charge stemming from the incident in the Kansas restaurant. We told you about a while back, and there's video evidence of it all. He's 22 years old. He's uh, an entitled idiot. And um, we'll see what happens. Can't imagine he's going to spend a significant amount of time in jail. But he is a moron, and maybe he'll learn a lesson finally and grow up a little bit.
basically uh, he uh, put his hands around a lady's neck in, in her office and then gave her a kiss. Yeah. He was yeah. kind of forceful with her. He also shoved a waiter, uh, according to the story. And just, uh, eesh. Brittany Mahomes, his sister-in-law, came to his defense earlier this month. Speaking of idiots. <laughs> of course she did. Those two deserve each other. Anyway, I feel bad that Patrick's caught up in this mess. He deserves better. Uh, some breaking news. Alabama has fired their uh, head baseball coach, Brian Bohannon. Uh, he, there's some stuff going on at Alabama. And then on top of it all, do you hear about the, the state of Ohio? Yes. Shut down gambling on the Alabama, any Alabama baseball games. But I didn't understand. It was during the LSU series, and LSU was heavily favored anyway. And LSU ended up winning the game, so I was wondering what the deal was. But, but it was a close game, maybe? Couple, uh, it was a couple runs, I think. A bunch of money came in on LSU before the game started. Okay. A uh, large amount of money. Okay. And then soon after, it was announced that Alabama's starting pitcher would not be pitching so it was like somebody had got some inside information before it was that, released yeah but Wes that's not that weird sometimes we get tips on stuff like that yeah yeah I don't think that's that strange I don't either but they take it seriously and they they were they want to shut down to make sure there's nothing else going on about uh, surrounding Alabama baseball before it gets out of hand well it could have been that big of a deal because nobody else shut it down no Ohio was the only one and the other thing is if he was winning at a certain level, I don't think this would be an issue. There, were, Like I said, there were some other things, and that's what I was looking into, uh, trying to figure it out, and, but I haven't found anything, so it's kind of quiet what they're looking into. This is like, I, I believe, the straw that broke the uh, camel's back. This was the guy that was kind of riling up the Razorback fans and was talking about the great yes. atmosphere at Arkansas. And yeah. I, I thought he was pretty good for the game, good character, but yeah. um, we'll see what happens with him. But, yeah, that's that's interesting. And to do it now... I guess, I don't know, whatever. If you're going to let him go, I might as well get it over with, I suppose. Yeah, you don't want him to get hot all of a sudden and win what's, the SEC tournament, and then you can, oh, it's going to be tougher to what's fire What's their him. record? Where are they? They're not bad. I mean, it's not... Do they have a chance to make it as an at-large? Mm, they would have to finish... they got to finish strong the last nine games. Hmm. Interesting. Did not see that coming. Uh, I did see this coming. Oaklawn Anywhere. If you can't make it to the track this week, including today, oaklawnanywhere.com or bet.oaklawn.com. We'll put you in the same place. iPhone and iPad users, you can download the app in the Apple App Store. There is one coming for Android users as well, I've been told. Not sure when that will be ready, but it's coming. And, of course, you can always do it online from your browser. So, uh, New members can earn a sign-up bonus of $150. Use Buzz23 as your code. Live racing continues today. Today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Saturday's the final day of the racing season at Oaklawn. Of course, you can use your Oaklawn Anywhere account all through the year, though, and wager on tracks all over the United States and, in fact, the world. Today, the highlight of the day is the Natural State Breeder Stakes for four-year-olds and up, fillies and mares, over a mile for 150 grand. Tomorrow, some stakes racing continues, and then, obviously, this weekend, not only the stakes racing in Oaklawn, but also Kentucky Derby, and, of course, Arkansas, or Oaklawn, I should say, uh, was the home of Wet Paint through the season, which will be the Oaks' favorite on Friday also. Anyway, hmm. so if you can't make it, get on it. Oakland anywhere. Alabama, by the way, is 9-12 and 12 in the SEC. They're tied for third place behind LSU and Arkansas. Their RPI is 22. they got a good chance of making the NCAA tournament. There you go. Well, they must be awfully concerned about things they're hearing then or uh, are something. I don't know. Interesting. I'm sure more will come out on that. It's 1029. We're going to take a break. Matt Hobbs will join us on the other side. Listen each Monday when Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia, presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to on spot. Sports Center. The 2023 NCAA Golf Tournament has plenty of representation from the Natural State, University of Arkansas, UALR, and Arkansas Pine Bluff are all in this year's tournament. Also, Luca Naglich of Arkansas State was selected to compete in the individual portion of the event. UALR clinched their spot by winning the Ohio Valley Conference. Arkansas Pine Bluff clinched theirs by winning the SWAC. The Razorbacks made it as an at-large bid out of the SEC. Now to the Diamond, where the UCA softball team looks to win four straight tonight, ranked number 19 in the country. The Bears already clinched the conference title last week as they swept Jacksonville State. UCA is 36-9 overall, 19-2 in the Atlantic Sun. First pitch tonight against Lipscomb is at 6 p.m. You can catch it on ESPN+. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. 
pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Richard Yeager in Little Rock or Todd Martin or Seth Boyd in Jacksonville. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching a kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, trunk lids, license plate holders, and headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. When you need parts, get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's gonna fit. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Today on Hey Culligan, how smart is your water? Here's Tracy. Hey Culligan, I think my water might be dumb. Good news, Tracy. Your water's not dumb, it's just not talking to you. You can make my water talk. No, but the new Culligan smart drinking water system can talk to your phone to tell you when your water filters need changing and help you meet drinking water goals. Now that's some brilliant H2O. You said it, Tracy, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Mobile Container Solutions provides storage containers for your home or business throughout Arkansas. Storage containers are free from dirt, rust, and other debris to get your items safe and damage-free and come in several different sizes. They will bring them to your property and you can keep them as long as you need it. If you or someone you know was affected by the recent tornadoes, call 501-541-2600 or go to mobilecontainersolutions.com for more information. Come on, man. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Give us a call at 661-1037. Now, back to the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Don't call it a comeback. in the zone. Wes Moore, Justin Acri, and the wizard, Christian Weaver. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, talk some Razorback baseball. Matt Hobbs, Arkansas pitching coach, finding some time for us today, and I appreciate that. Coach, welcome back. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Coach, this is, uh, to say this has been a challenging season for a pitching coach would be a gross understatement. How would you describe what you guys have been through so far this year? Um, I mean, it's obviously a different year just because of the injuries. I think majority of what I feel is bad for those kids that got hurt because you know we're gonna we're gonna go on and find a way to make it work and you know pitch guys that you know may or may not be ready, but we're gonna find a way to make this thing work. But those kids don't get to play anymore this season, and all the work that they put in to get to the point where they're at right now, it's just heartbreaking for 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 me as their pitching coach. Um, so I feel bad for those kids, but you know we've we've been able to move on and you know like I said, pitch some other guys, develop some younger kids, give some other guys some opportunities, and it's been different. You gotta you gotta be creative. You gotta be willing to do things that you didn't want to do at the beginning of the year, certainly. And I think that it's just the ability to the, the players that are healthy on the roster to adapt to different roles has been has been kind of nice to see. But my ultimate feeling about this whole thing is I just feel for Dylan Carter and I feel for Cody Frank and Jackson and those guys. Mm-hmm. They just don't get to see this thing through after a lot of those guys. Like, they, you know, Dylan Carter kind of comes completely out of nowhere and just is having this really good year. And then, you know, unfortunately that happens and, you know, he doesn't get to see this thing through to the end. And I feel terrible for those kids. Yeah, I think that was the sentiment we tried to pass along to the listeners because there was a lot of woe is me and oh my gosh and the sky is falling after Jackson's injury was announced. And I'm like, well, how do you think he feels? He's been getting ready for the whole offseason. And it sounded like all signs were pointed towards him having a phenomenal season. How's his rehab coming along? Going great. Um, he had a successful surgery about a week and a half after the, you know, after the initial diagnosis. He's right on schedule. Uh, Jackson's career is not going to be impacted by this thing at all in the long term. Obviously, the short term is impacted because he's not pitching for us right now, but his rehab's been really good. He's been putting in the work like he did to get to the point where he was going to be a big-time pitcher in, in our rotation this year, and 
you know, he put that same amount of work into his rehab. It, it, it's a pleasant surprise when guys really attack it like that. And Jackson's going to go on and be a great professional baseball player. He's going to be a big leaguer, we hope, someday and have a great career. And like I said, I mean, obviously it's unfortunate he doesn't get to finish this season the way that he wanted to. But he's attacking it the right way. He's got the right frame of mind to be able to come back from this thing. And that's the most important thing. Anytime there's an injury of any kind in any sport, the frame of mind of the person that the injury happened to is so important because the rehab process is the same process in terms of the work you have to put in that they had to put in to become good in the first place. So if they go out with the right mindset like Jackson has, I think his recovery will be great. What do major league teams think of Tommy John surgery now and, and like the the draftability is Jackson are they going to take a chance on him will he be drafted do you expect him back No I mean I would assume someone's going to pay him pretty good honestly I mean we had a kid that was committed to us last year that we signed that had Tommy John surgery after his third high school start and still signed for I think 1.8 million bucks with the surgery and you know not even had not even thrown a bit, had not even been throwing Peyton Paulette as you know, kind of the same thing. I, I could see some, a team taking a chance on Jackson. He's physical. He's big. He's everything that you want in a pitcher. He had pitched really well in the fall and, you know, put some, like, I guess like they say in football, put some really good stuff on tape and people had seen him and scouting directors and some heavy, heavy hitters had been in to see him, especially when we pitched, when we played against the Rangers instructional league team. So there's enough people that have seen Jackson. I think somebody takes him. I, I, I would love to have him back, but I think somebody probably takes him pretty good and pays him would be my guess. And, I, and to answer the first part of your question, Tommy John's surgery now, and you look around the MLB, you look around the, the minor, you know, the minor leagues. It, it, it seems like too regular of an occurrence. I wish there was some answer. Nobody's got more technology than we do to try to combat this thing. And you know, major league teams have the same stuff we do, and they're not doing it any better job than anybody else is in trying to mitigate the risk for some of the pitchers. It's just a matter of. It seems like a matter of when, not a matter of if guys are going to have it these days and that's unfortunate so i think we all have to try to do the best we can to you know when you do get some information use it and try to put the pitchers at the best chance to be healthy but unfortunately i don't even think major league baseball teams bat an eyelash at tommy john surgery these days talking to arkansas base uh pitching coach rather matt hobbs on the random moving and storage hotline I want to I want to frame this question the right way, and we were talking about it. You know, you've had some guys that have been pressed into action. You've had some guys that you were counting on that maybe weren't as consistent or haven't been as consistent so far. And the, I guess what I want to ask is, who are the guys that you feel great about right now? Without you know being negative about anybody else, but I mean the guys you really feel sure. have been solid and consistent this year. I mean, the most consistent guy, even though he did have some ups and downs early, has been Gage Wood in terms of the bullpen. We're talking about the bullpen. He's been very consistent. Um, for a freshman, not just for a freshman, but just in general, if you look at his outings, he's had a couple up and down, but the majority of the time, Gage has been great. Zach Morris is really making a move um, recently, his last three outings. He wasn't great against Missouri State, but his stuff was really good, and that's been his issue kind of the whole year, is he just hadn't had the same stuff as he had last year, and the last three outings really have been good. He, he pitched well the other night against Lipscomb, even though we didn't win the game, and then he helped us out against A&M. Um, on the Saturday game. So Zach's been, Zach has been better. Um, Parker Coyle is kind of like last two or three outings that he's had have been really good. So you feel kind of good about him building some momentum and, you know, Cody Adcock is, while it's been a little up and down, it has pitched well lately. And then, you know, Will McIntyre, when he went into the bullpen was really good against, against A&M as well. So you kind of feel good about guys like that making a move and think it, this time of the season, guys have to do something they haven't done before if you're going to go pretty far and if you're going to be able to continue to play. And for us, you know, hopefully put ourselves in a good position for the postseason if we can keep winning. And some guys are going to have to step up and, and do things that we haven't seen them do yet. So, like, a Parker Coyle might have to, you know, go a couple innings on the weekend and, and be a guy that we can that we can count on. Gage Wood has to keep on coming. And, you know, that's been really good to see a guy like him be able to finish some games for us in big spots. And if you want to look at the whole thing and, you know, find something that could come out of this that's positive, even though some of it's been a roller coaster, is these freshmen have got an unbelievable amount of experience this season. So that's going to bode well for them later this season and also obviously for the future. Yeah. Um, you used nine pitchers on Tuesday night, and obviously the nature of the game being a Tuesday midweek game. Um, is that the most guys you've ever run out there that you can remember, or have you, have you had more guys appear? I <laughs> I think so. 
I mean, I hesitate to say we had some lean years when I was at Wake Forest, when, right when I got there. So there could have been more in some of those on some of those teams. But I think nine is nine is definitely the most. Uh, I feel like it's the most we've used since I've been here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's those those games, especially when you get into extra innings, you're kind of trying to piece things together and plan for the weekend while you're trying to win the game in front of you. No one's not trying to win those games. I think sometimes when we've only pitched Gage for 15 pitches. People could look at it and be like, well, you're not trying to win. You're not even pitching your best pitcher there. And if we pitch him and throw him 60, like the difference in the game, honestly, they threw their closer 70 pitches. We threw our 15. And there's just differences in what we're trying to do, I guess. I mean, if you look at the, the scope of the season, we need to win on the weekend. As much as that Lipscomb game is important, we want to play good in front of those fans in Little Rock. We know that's a huge game, and nobody's trying to win it more than we are. But we're trying to get it. You know, get through that game with some other guys that, like Austin Ledbetter, for example, goes four scoreless after a, a season that he has not been happy with. Um, but maybe that's a turning point for Austin. And, you know, you need to have things like that happen in games like that. But the nature of some of those games is you are going to use a lot of guys. What was the difference with Austin Tuesday night? I think it was just he just got finally got fed up. <laughs> if, you want, if you want my honest opinion, like he hasn't changed a whole lot mechanically. He just finally got fed up with the way things were going for him. He and I sat down after the Missouri State outing, and you could just tell in his face it was just like enough's enough. Next time I get out there, I'm going to do something with this opportunity. And I commend him. You know, he's he was buried going into the weekend. He wasn't even – I don't even think we put him on the roster for A&M. And he went out through four scoreless against a team that was – you know, that's a, that's a good team. I think they're winning their league or at least second – maybe second in their league. It's yeah. not like that's a bad team that we played, certainly. And he did a great job. And things like that can tilt your season. I look at, like, Parker Coyle against A&M. Like, we hadn't used Parker in an SEC game yet. And he goes out and gets you your three big outs after he gives up the leadoff home run. Maybe that is the moment for Parker Coyle that it just flips for him. Because it's not like these guys aren't talented. It's not like these guys aren't good pitchers. Um, some of them have just – you're battling confidence. You're battling, you know, you, you feeling like you're a huge part of the staff based on your usage. You're battling a lot of those things mentally, and you know, sometimes all you need is that one outing to, to flip the switch because they are talented kids, and we have to stay with them. we got to keep on coaching them. we got to keep on being positive with them. we got to keep on putting our, our work in with them. they got to keep on putting in their work on their own, and we got to figure out a way to put our team in the best position. And outings like Austin's, you got to hope that that kind of flip the switch for Austin because He's an un, like anyone in the state that has followed that kid's life. He's an unbelievably tough kid, and I want him to be a guy that pitches for us. And I think everybody does. So I was really excited for, him. even though we didn't win the game, I was really excited for him. Talking to Matt Matt Hobbs on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. If you're just tuning in, um, you know you kind of referenced this already with a couple of different guys, but I'm curious in your mind how much is mental and how much is mechanical and specific to this season with some of these guys. You know, you, you talked about guys trying to find their stuff. How much of that can you tweak, you know, physically, and how much of it is just the guys, you know, believing it? Because I'm thinking, I never pitch, but I'm thinking, if I got to get, a, I got a guy with three, three balls. I'm thinking, if I don't throw a strike, I'm gonna walk this dude. I'm, I'm not mentally tough enough to make something like that happen. How much of that do you, do you work with them on, and how much of it is, you know, mechanical and mental? It's a constant thing in terms of working on their headspace, like constantly. I think it's something that is. I've seen a lot of guys with jacked up bad deliveries that were just tough as nails to be able to get people out and make pitches. Like I've, I've been coaching baseball for 20 plus years and I think I've seen just about every delivery you can imagine. The, the really pretty ones that can't throw it over the plate and the guys that have, like you, you watch them throw and you're like, there's no way that's going to work. But lo and behold, that's your Friday guy. <laughs> and a lot of it is upstairs. And, and there are certainly some things you have to tweak. It's too easy to say that it's just one or the other. And I think that one feeds the other is, I guess, the best way I can answer that question. Sometimes if you're having some mechanical issues, they lead to you not believing in yourself mentally. If you're having some mental issues, they believe in you trying to tweak something that wasn't broken in the first place mechanically. And what we have to do is find what we think and what we can deem for that individual as a sound delivery and then get them to believe that what we, what we have deemed as a sound delivery is going to be available for them to throw strikes and be able to increase their stuff and be able to get their pitches better and that's going to feed into the confidence that pitchers need to pitch with and you look no further than a guy like christian fouch who's been really good for us and has had three outings that he probably would like back and we're putting him out there because we know it's upstairs 
and we know if he fixes it upstairs and he's working on it like crazy, that he's going to be a big piece for us. And we have to continue to work with him, and we've got to continue to make sure that you know, we're putting him in positions that he can be successful in. And I think that you can, if you to answer that question, it's like he's, I think, the perfect example. That delivery should throw strikes. That delivery should get people out. And right now he's struggling upstairs. You know, he's, he's probably struggling with some confidence. And we have to help him with that. I have to help him with that. And that's a big part of what goes on with pitchers, hitters, any athlete, is they're going to struggle with confidence sometimes. And we got to be there for them. Coach, what's the plan for Tiger this weekend? So he's going to obviously increase his pitch count um, to about 35, 40 pitches roughly. Uh, he was at 20 last week. He had been built up to 25 before he ever threw, and we wanted to keep him kind of right there. So he'll increase his count. Um, I believe we'll probably – I would imagine he would start one of those games. We haven't announced that yet. We haven't come to a decision on exactly what – how he'll be – where he'll be used or how he'll be used yet. But, you know, I really liked what I saw last week from Brady. I think everybody that saw him pitch saw really, really good stuff. And the most important thing for Brady – is when we took him out on the, on the 20th pitch when he threw the, the curveball that got the ground ball to second base, he walked off the mound and was like, hey, let me go back out. I feel great. And obviously we didn't. But <laughs> he felt strong at the end. His stuff his stuff held out of the stretch. His stuff was really good. Um, that's better than he'd been throwing. He'd been like kind of 90 to 93 in his work for about you know three and a half weeks before we felt good about putting him out there. And he's 93 to 95 the first time he goes out and pitches. And you know, his soreness the next day is up in his scap and his lat, kind of a good, if there's ever a good spot to be sore, it's not in his, you know, his, obviously it's not in the area that he had originally injured or his shoulder or anything. It's, it's in decent enough spots that you feel good about continuing to this, continuing this progress with him. Um, we're just trying, we're trying to be smart with him. We're trying to put him in the best situation for himself. And, you know, hopefully by, you know, a couple of weeks from now, he's, his usage is not, you know, not something we're talking about. We're just talking about, like, is he going to start or is he going to close? Can't wait to find out. We'll uh, we'll all see. Coach, thank you so much for making some time, and uh, appreciate you guys. Good luck this weekend. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Beth, thank you. It's Matt Hobbs. Would have liked to have done another 10 minutes with him, but, well, time constraints and such. Got to run down to the track. We'll check in with Nancy Holtis. Thanks to Sam's Pizza Pub coming up. Get down like a freight train running. It's May, and May means more at Saracen Casino. More winning, and of course, another great vehicle giveaway. This month, play to win the hottest SUV on the market. Ford's Big Ben Bronco 4x4 from Trotter Ford. The iconic Ford Bronco is back, better than ever with more advanced technology and creature comforts, and could be yours just for playing at Saracen. Win more in May, including a new Bronco. Saracen Casino Resort. Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800 522 If you have been impacted by the recent tornado or know someone who was, listen to this message. Natural State Wholesale is opening its doors to you when you're ready to rebuild. If you need flooring, kitchen remodel, or a bathroom remodel, Natural State Wholesale is here for you. And you can trust them to deliver the best product and the best price today to help you rebuild. Visit online at naturalstatewholesale.com or stop by in Cabot 203 Commerce Park Drive. Natural State Wholesale, here for you. So go see the Flooring King. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-737-9455 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-737-9455. 800-737-9455. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. 
And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. (laughs) You're back in the zone, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network and online at 1037thebuzz.com. Nancy Holtis in the Zone is brought to you by Sam's Pizza Pub and Hot Springs on Lake Hamilton. Known for their thin, crispy pizza with an abundance of toppings and cheese. With live music every weekend and family-owned since 1980. Sam'sPizzaPub.net Now, let's go to the guru herself who has an abundance of horse racing knowledge, Nancy Holtis. All right, the penultimate visit with Nancy for the live racing season. Hard to believe, Nancy, and uh, we're starting earlier, but it seems like it still went by in a flash. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, like you guys said, it seems like it's it's winding down, but it seems like it's been forever, (laughs) so... But it, we're going to go out with a bang, I think. I hope so. Well, we got stakes racing uh, the last three days at Oaklawn. Obviously, the Oaks to look forward to tomorrow with wet paint as the morning line favorite. And then the Derby with nine out of the 20 with Oaklawn Connections. Nancy, I don't know if they track this, but that's got to be close to a record. It, it, you know what? It has to be. And that's just a testament to our three-year-old series uh, being the be- not one of, but the best in the country. I like that. Well, let's get some winners today. We'll spend a little time on the Oaks and the Derby tomorrow, but let's get uh, some winners for today. We've got a nice stakes race at Oakland, $150,000. Let's let's start there today if we can. All right. So, yeah, the feature on the afternoon, uh, race number eight, uh, is it's a really good one, guys, and it's the second running of the Natural State Breeders. It's for fillies and mares. Uh, it is going a mile. You've got a lot of uh, Arkansas bred runners that are very lightly raced or have never raced uh, around two turns, which is an interesting handicapping angle. Only three in this particular race have competed in this series before, just the second running of this particular uh, division. And uh, Kaboom Baby, really interesting. She is actually one of those that ran in this race last year. Uh, she ran third and came from the back of the pack uh, beaten 12 lengths to a very decisive the Mary Rose who won this race last year by almost 10 lengths. The Con- or excuse me, Connie Kay is one of those that also returned. She was second, and Randy Morris actually has two very interesting runners in here. He has the lightly raced Cantex, who is undefeated. She is three for three, races third off of a very long layoff, and is going to test two turns for the first time. Very interesting when going from two sprints to a route. Um, Colby Hernandez is in for, or excuse me, Martin Garcia is back in the irons today. But something about Kaboom Baby, she's five. She's coming off a very nice allowance win. It was over the slot, but she's won over a fast track multiple times. Kaboom Baby has some really good numbers to back up to. She was second two back in the Down the Dusty Road Breeders. Um, she's you know, tested the mile distance. She's got something about Kaboo Baby. She comes into really good form. All 14 starts have been here at Oaklawn Park. She is my top pick in the uh, Natural State Breeders. She's got really good works coming into this race. Luis Quinones in the Irons. And she's just one of those hard-knocking, honest mares. So, lightly tested at two turns. But I like the fact that she has tested two turns. Not to say that Cantex, who is lightly raced, is going to jump up and do something, but something about Kaboom Baby just being one of those honest, hard-knocking, 
older mayors. I love one of those type runners. But Kaboom Baby, I think, is going to be able to get the job done today. All right. I like that very much. How about your most likely winner? Most likely winner today, I absolutely am obsessed with this horse. Uh, it's in race number seven. It is the number seven, El Tomate. Haven't, don't know a lot about this trainer. It's Miguel Silva, but he's had a very good meet. He's only set out 14 horses, and his runners have been in the money 10 times. Christian Torres back in the irons today. He comes off a really good second after racing from well off the pace against Allowance Company at a mile distance. Now, throw out his appearance in the Grade 3 Southwest. That was also his first time taking on winners. He's never run a bad race here, guys. Four starts in the money, three of those. He exits the second to a horse by the name of Echo Again. Remember that horse's name because Echo Again is running Saturday at Churchill in the Pat Day Mile. He's 7-2 on the morning line. That should speak volume for this number seven, El Tamate. 7-2 on the morning line. And since that last race on March 30th, El Tamate has posted a bullet drill right here on April 27th for furlongs, and it was over the mud in 49-3. and three. That's pretty speedy. And there looks to be enough speed in this particular field to set up a perfect pace scenario for him. He is going to stretch back out to a mile and a 16th where he was second just two starts back to a horse by the name of Mendelssohn's March mm-hmm. who ran in the bluegrass last out. So El Tomate, a really good runner, but also there's a, it's a very, very solid field. By the way, this is just for three-year-olds, a first level allowance, optional 100,000 claiming. Steve Asmussen has a pair of runners in there. There's a really interesting runner by the name of Silver Heights. And that horse was second, or excuse me, third, when adding the blinkers last out. This horse has been plagued by getting away slow. So that was over the slop last out. But I think I expect for this horse to uh, maybe do some good things here today. And you're also getting six to one. So that's another horse to look out for. Break right? okay. to the inside of El Tomate. All right. But we're going with seven and seven, one of my favorite cocktails on that one. And Christian there, Torres looking for win number. That. Christian Torres looking for win number 95. All right, Nancy, got 30 seconds. Give me a long shot real quick. All right, my best bet is in race number six, the five horse. That is Alexandros racing second off the layoff. You're getting three to one. Everybody's going to be hammering Mrs. Beans, the heavy favorite. So you're going to get $8 and change, 65 on the Thursday card. We're pink tomorrow in honor of breast cancer awareness and support our survivors. You know we will. All right, Nancy, thank you so much. We'll talk to you one last time this season. Thanks again to Sam's Pizza Pub, and we will visit with you then. Enjoy the day, my friend. Thanks. All right, adios, amiga. Nancy Holtus, out. We are out, too, for hour one. Hour two coming up next. Talk a little more about the Razorbacks. Good stuff from Matt Hobbs earlier if you missed it. You can go back and check that on our podcast sites. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Make Brewskies your go-to happy hour spot every Friday. Monday through Friday, happy hour goes till 7 p.m. But wait, actually, happy hour doesn't end on Friday. Every Friday, it's all day and all night happy hour. It's Brewskies. You're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. So come get your grub on. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. The party starts tonight.